Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Hello, hello. My name is Vina, and I am your Dark Travels hostess. Tonight, we're going to do kind of a combo, if you will, kind of veering off the path of the paranormal. But are we really? I don't know. We'll find out. But we are definitely going to discuss a fun, festive topic April Fool's Day. (laughs) And then we're going to bring it around and discuss what could potentially have started out as a prank, but maybe everything is not exactly as it seems. And of course, I'm referring to one of the big, questionable, controversial, potential best hoaxes, crop circles. That's right. Good old crop circles. But first, let's discuss some April Fools. Believe it or not, in the course of my research, it does seem like nobody actually knows exactly how April Fools got started. The Romans, of course, point to their history. Northern Europeans, of course, point to their history. And it's really not very clear on how the concept was developed and molded into the jolly non-holiday that it is today. So, before we kick off, I wanted to kind of loosen our little our our little hearts with a list of names of towns that you think might be a joke, but in reality isn't. Top 20 in America. Here we go. Hell, Michigan. That is correct. H-E-L-L Hockey Sticks, Hell, Michigan. Accident, Maryland. Bitch Mountain, New York. Chicken, Alaska. Climax. (laughs) Pennsylvania. Dicktown, New Jersey. Ding Dong, Texas. Frankenstein, Missouri. Hell for certain, Kentucky. Hooker, Oklahoma. Monkey's Eyebrow, Kentucky. Nameless Tennessee, New Erection, a hamlet in Virginia, PP Ohio, Satan's Kingdom, Massachusetts, and Vermont, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, Uranus, Missouri, Why, Arizona, Why Not, North Carolina, last but not least, Dinosaur, Colorado. So, yes. And believe it or not, the list was much, much longer. I just thought I'd just stick with the first, the best, or the ones that made me the chuckle. (laughs) Uh, The ones that made me the chuckle uh, the most. However, America is not unique in naming towns with 
curious names. So for our next list, let's share the world's top 25. Here we go. Starting off with Batman Turkey, Anus France, Dildo Canada, Bastardtown Ireland, Beer England, Cox, A Village on Cornwall, Condom France, Dead Dog Beach Puerto Rico, Devil's Mother Ireland, Fucking Austria, Fingering Hole, which is a village in Essex England, Hell again, H-E Double Hockey Sticks, Norway. Horny Police, Czech Republic. Kill, Ireland. Lake Disappointment, Assault Lake in Western Australia. Moron, Argentina. Obama, Japan. Rectum, (laughs) which is a hamlet in the Netherlands. Rotten Egg, Austria. Scratch My Arse, Rock. The Cook Islands. Shit. That's right. Shit is actually a name of three separate villages in Iran. Silly Belgium, Ugly Essex England, and Worms Germany. But April 1st, to some degree, is still just a regular Joe day. And regular old days mean sometimes people get born. So some notable people who were born on April 1st. We're talking Ali McGraw who was in Love Story, for those of you older than me. (laughs) Susan Boyle, who shocked the world with her singing. Above all, Simon Cowell. Tom Holland, our current Spider-Man. Rachel Meadows, the current political talk show host. And Debbie Reynolds, mother of the immortal Carrie Fisher, a.k.a. Princess Leia. Now, unfortunately... Because it is also a regular Joe Day, we have one very notable celebrity death. And I am, of course, referring to Marvin Gaye. On April 1st, 1984, Marvin was shot three times following an altercation with his father after he interceded with an argument between his parents. His father, who was known to be very abusive, and lived a life of great conflict as he was a Christian minister, but also a cross-dresser, which was widely known to the family. So the man had a lot of inner turmoil, and apparently he took a lot of that out on Marvin, even as a youngster. Marvin, who was best known for such wonderful songs, such as What Is Going On, Sexual Healing, and I Heard It Through the Grapevine, was initially laid to rest at the Forest Lawn Cemetery, but later cremated with his ashes being spread around the Pacific Ocean. This was a very tragic moment in music history. And speaking of tragic deaths, and kind of bringing it back to the April Fool's essence of this episode, there have been a few celebrity deaths that were taken as a joke. One, Dick Sean. Now, if you don't know who Dick Sean was, he was very memorable in Mel Brooks's The Producers. He was the psychedelic uh, Hitler, and when he when he auditioned, he actually auditions kind of with a flower child psychedelic vibe, and he's actually wearing this humongous Campbell soup can around his neck. It's 
pure gold. Unfortunately, in April of 1987, while he was performing at San Diego University, as he was concluding his final sketch about the end of the world, when he laid down on the stage and went silent and remained there completely still, the audience members, of course, thought it was all part of his performance. But after lying there pretty much still for a good solid five minutes, people begun to suspect that something was seriously wrong. So a stagehand came out, checked up on him, and signaled that a medic was immediately needed. Needless to say, it was quite shocking and a little curious how he died during his version of the end of the world. Another celebrity that died in front of a captive audience who was watching him perform is the legendary comedian Red Fox. Now, if you don't know who Red Fox is, guys, gals, ghost hunters, hello. He was the dad in Sanford and Sons. I'm doing my very best here, but that is the theme song for... Uh, for Sanford and Son, and I have to tell you, this show actually ran from 1972 to 1977, and I don't know if it was on replay when I was a kid. I I was t- way too young to even remember this theme song, but I know. <laughs> Either way, now believe it or not, Fox was actually rehearsing on the set of his sitcom, The Royal Family, on October 11th, 1991, when he was suffering from a fatal heart attack. However, because he had a very common and well-known gag for his character on Sanford and Son to fake a heart attack, people actually assumed that he was simply reliving this gag and did not realize how much in peril Mr. Fox was in. And when they soon realized that this was real... He was immediately taken to the hospital where he died later that evening. You know, it's it's ironic when those things happen and people aren't taking you seriously, but these things happen. Now, talking about pranks, talking about April Fools, everybody knows one of the key factors to pulling off a great April Fools prank, any prank in general, is how to execute it and how to keep it quiet. And one of the major, major paranormal issues, if you will, in terms of hoaxes is crop circles. Now, people have been suggesting that crop circles have occurred on and off for the last couple hundred years. And people normally tend to shirk it off as the weather or a dust devil or some type of strange occurrence phenomenon, but not necessarily alien or UFO related. However, it is generally accepted that the incident in 1966 in the small town of Tule, Australia, was actually the first instance when a farmer claimed that he witnessed a flying saucer. And when he went to investigate the area where he believed was right under the flying saucer, he claimed that the grass was flattened in a clockwise curve to the water level within the circle, and that the reeds had been uprooted from the mud, basically making this the first 
modern day and documented crop circle. Now, if you don't know what a crop circle is, it is a pattern created by flattening some type of crop like corn or stock of some kind. And the term crop circle actually gets coined later on in the early 1980s by Colin Andrews. Now, with regards to the 1966 Thule incident, the local police concluded that it was probably caused by natural causes such as the dust devil. But this incident was followed by a Canadian incident on August 8, 1967. There were actually three circles found in a field in De Hamel, Alberta, Canada. And the investigators didn't really believe it as legit, but they couldn't explain who made them or how. Now, this, of course, in the 1960s, with no internet, triggers people's imaginations. Fact sets them afire. And it's not until the 1970s when simple crop circles actually begin appearing in the English countryside. And over time, as these hoaxers start getting better at their practice, as they start making more grand designs between the 1980s and the 1990s, the, these crop circles become far more complex. They become more dramatic and... They are without illustrating some type of complex mathematical equations, including even fractions. To this date, approximately 10,000 crop circles have been reported internationally. And we're talking about such places as the USSR, the United Kingdom, of course, even Japan, the United States, and Canada. Now, the critics, the, the skeptics, course, are quick to note that these things don't tend to happen in such areas like the Middle East, which gives way or convincing argument to them that perhaps it is more of a Western notion of a hobby than not. But of course, over time, people who have looked into these and have tried their very, very best to think something strange, something curious, perhaps paranormal, are going on. And some of the ideas that they have come up with are rather curious. Of course, uh, several blame the weather. It's been suggested that crop circles have been the result of such f crazy weather phenomenons from freak tornadoes to cyclones to whirlwinds to plasma vortex to ball lightning, which I don't even... I don't even know what that is, but apparently it's been suggested. And another curious suggestion actually has been the vigorous sexuality of horny hedgehogs. I don't think so, but either way, it's been tossed in the ring. Now, now of course, with these crop circles, you have your believers and you have your non-believers. And... In the UK, which is where this phenomenon tends to happen far more frequently, people have obviously studied, people have obviously formulated mm, some ideas, and so here's some of the things the critics and the skeptics tend to note. One, the crop circles tend to be near roads. So basically, easy access, in and out, can get there, get out. Another thing they tend to note is that the areas are of relative decent population, okay? 
not necessarily small, but not necessarily big. And definitely, they do know it's kind of funny how some of these tend to be near cultural heritage monuments, such as Stonehenge and Avebury. So, of course, people are going to criticize and come up with their theories. And, of course, people are going to be believers and, and doubt the doubters. However, in 1991, two gentlemen by the name of Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley came out of somewhat of a retirement and took credit for creating hundreds of crop circles over the last 13 years. In fact, they even decided to prove how they did it using a plank of wood, a rope, and a baseball cap filled with a loop of wire to help them walk a straight line, they actually showed witnesses, reporters, everybody, how they did it. And while their claim is called into serious questions by, of course, some doubters, it is without a doubt that many of the crop formations are actual hoaxes. However, here's the issue. They have claimed to have only created over 200 crop circles. Again, earlier I said there has been at least 10,000 of them. And it is actually believed by the believers that at least 80% of the crop circles that we see are actual hoaxes. However, it's the 20% that I would like to discuss. And oh, that 20%. So what else could potentially be creating such phenomenon. Are we talking supernatural forces? Are we talking extraterrestrial? Are we talking paranormal? What exactly? And when we refer to genuine crop circles, again, there's the non-believers and the believers, and the believers will often cite the type of complexity and placement of the circles is an indication that it might be legitimate. The highly intricate mathematical design is another. They also cite that the plants of the legitimate, the 20% crop circles have been altered with regards to the plants that were subjected to crop circles. They've run tests and they've compared the crops of those that were pressed upon and made to make this figure versus the crops that weren't. And they have noted a significant change between the two exact plants. In addition to the plant changes, the soil has also been changed. They have detected radioactive elements not only in the soil, but also in the plants of the crop circle. In addition to that, some of these crop circles coincide with actual witnesses seeing balls of light, seeing strange clouds, and seeing what they believe as UFOs in the area when the crop circles are being made. Now, for all of the 80% saying it's a hoax, it's a hoax, it's a hoax, and for all of the 20% saying it's not a hoax, it is not a hoax, there is actually one incident one, and it's a good one, that suggests that no way is this a hoax. I'm, of course, referring to 
the incident in Stonehenge, England in July of 1996. So, what happened? On July 7th, 1996, and it was documented to be a beautiful sunny day, at approximately 5 p.m., a pilot crossed over the field with a medical doctor who was taking pictures. And both reported at that time there was absolutely no type of formation in the field. In fact, this actually gets corroborated by a security officer who was stationed at Stonehenge and confirmed that there was no formation whatsoever in the field earlier that day. When the pilot landed at the nearest airfield, his passenger took off and the pilot refilled. He then took off again and crossed the same exact field at 6.15 p.m. However, when he crossed the field going back, to his surprise was an incredibly and very intricate crop circle they now call the Juliet Set. And as the pilot was going over this field and seeing in shock this crop circle that literally developed within the 45 minutes of his flight time, the passenger that he had dropped off, the medical doctor, actually saw that people started to notice the crop circle and himself pulled over. So here you have two credible witnesses flying over this very particular plot of land right next to Stonehenge. And within 45 minutes, this, if, like I said, if you check out the pictures, and you really should, it's called the Julia Set Crop Circle. Again, you have the security guard on the ground. You have the pilot with his passenger flying over. And then when the pilot returned, it was there. And these gentlemen were not alone. In fact, a whole slew of cars who actually witnessed the formation of this crop circle all by itself being formed ended up pulling over and causing a road hazard because they couldn't believe what they were witnessing. But, like I said, there was nothing in the air, and there was no poor weather, and definitely no horny hedgehogs, I have no doubt. And yet, there you have it, right in broad daylight, a crop circle forming out of nowhere. But many would argue that UFOs, ter- extraterrestrials, aliens, they clearly have a far more advanced form of technology than we do. And without a doubt, That advanced technology includes a magnificent type of cloaking device that allows them to come and visit us during the day without being noticed. I personally do believe in UFOs. I have seen some weird things and unexplainable things in the middle of nowhere while camping, while, you know, just stargazing. There is so much out there, and I truly, truly believe that we are definitely not alone. So, what do you think? Crop circles? April's Fool's joke? Not after the Julia set. There's a lot of convincing evidence to suggest that not all crop circles are a hoax. All right. That's all I have for you tonight. Just some business. Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Send me a request if you can find me. 
Also, too, last week I had a very special guest who will be joining me next week to follow up on our second part and conclusion of the Amityville Horrors. However, in the meantime, if you have a place that you would someday like to see where their dark corners are or have a specific tourist interaction in mind, send me an email at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. So, until next time. Please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why I hope to meet you where the dark corners are. (laughs) ¶¶